Welcome to the Road to Ironman 2020, Becoming a Better Me. This is the six-month journey of three novices, Gerard, Christine and Renzo, taking on what is arguably one of the toughest endurance races of all time. Full Ironman takes place in Port Elizabeth on the 29th of March 2020. The distances covered are 3.8 km swim, in the sea, a 180-kilometer bike ride, and a 42-kilometer run. And you can follow our journey on this podcast series, and of course you can follow us individually on our social media platforms on Instagram and Facebook. Enjoy this episode. Hi guys, welcome to episode 16. I hope everybody had an awesome festive season and everybody's still... Um, remember what goals they had for 2020. Um, it's Gerard, Christine and Renzo here. we about 75 days away from the 29th of March for um, Road to Ironman 2020. Really looking forward to it. Um, I don't know about you guys, um, but training went relatively well over this festive period. We had some good weather up in Mossel Bay. Myself and Christine went for a long ride just before we went um on holiday we did 183 kilometers it took us nine hours <laughs> it was 184 184 sorry <laughs> i know that one okay <laughs> <laughs> what happened to the one kilometer <laughs> <laughs> but yeah it was it was great and uh, i think uh, today we basically just want to catch up how things are going what we all went through and uh, i know the people listening um some of them might feel a little bit guilty about putting the running shoes in the back of the cupboard and oh sorry I forgot to pack it in when I went on holiday <laughs> conveniently um, but I think it's it's during periods like this it shows you how invested you are in your goals and and how how honest you are with yourself to to actually go and achieve it um, Renzo on your side how did the training go? Uh, yeah the training went well thanks um, we had a lot of distractions, so we didn't go away. But we had a lot of distractions. We had we had visitors from overseas and uh, and, and family over, obviously Christmas and, and, and New Year's. But but it was it was really awesome. Uh, there was a, a long run. Um, so there's a group here in in, in Durban called uh, Beloved Long Runs. Yes, it's awesome. And it's it's an amazing like option for you guys. Yeah, and and they're constantly organising long runs. So they. Uh, they had organized 31 on the 31st. So they'd organized a 31 career on the 31st. And it was such a nice way to end the year. I didn't run 31. Our coach program has to run a 22, I think it was. Um, so very, you know, very simply organized event. It was, you know, you can turn wherever you like. There were a couple of water tables. It wasn't timed. It was, it was all your own thing. But it was a big group of about 1,000 people. Cool. And um, yeah, we did that. And then there's also a lovely boxing that ride. Um, also about a thousand cyclists that we did uh, about a 75k ride together, riding from Durban down to Manzamtoti and back. And and, uh, and that's a standing thing in Durban. It's, it's the boxing day ride. So there were these nice little events that we could do. And so the process was there, which was fantastic because you know why. I didn't feel guilty about the gin and tonics we drank <laughs> and the mint pumpkins <laughs> The training was good. How about you, Christine? Well, I'm just quickly processing in my head that technically there's 50 
five days to go because 20 of those days will probably be a taper. So by the time we get to 20 days to go, our training should have and would have already been done. So I'm quickly just trying to analyze that um, and put that into perspective. So I'm starting to cut myself. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, no, training went really well. I, I think I feel like I finished the holiday and I really, and it's a bit of a cliche, but I feel like I needed a holiday from being on holiday because um, we, we ran quite a lot on holiday. Um, I got three black toenails that still haven't gone away because I did what any running coach especially should never do is go and try and do long runs in a pair of shoes you haven't worn on long runs before. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I ended up with black toenails. Um, but, yeah, I had a really, really good, like, long, hard runs in Muscle Bay. There's lots of hills and, and big climbs. And then, yeah, we did our 184-kilometer ride to Pringle Bay and back. And that was really something that shifted my whole perspective on on this Ironman thing that I've done the distance already. So nothing can really get as bad as that ride was because yeah, we literally had every season under the sun in that nine hours. Maybe Gerard can tell, tell, tell the listeners a bit about that ride. Yeah, I, I think um, like with most things in life, when you get to the point where um, you need to turn around, <laughs> you realize that everything that you just did, you need to do again. <laughs> and we were truly blessed with awesome weather and views. I mean, once you go through Stellenbosch and you start reaching Somerset West and Gordon's Bay and you go around that uh, edge to Roy Els and Pringle Bay, it's, it's absolutely beautiful to, to ride there. But uh, we could feel a lot of support and that's not from the cars and the peoples around us. It was from the wind. Behind <laughs> us. <laughs> Helping us to Pringle Bay and not once that I think, oh, yes, we have to turn around and come back. And um, yeah, after our, our halfway brunch, uh, probably closer to lunch. But um, yeah, it was like some points I've really felt like the wind is going to blow me physically over. I think we were doing, I, I tried to do a video clip, but um, recording my watch I think we did like 11 kilometers an hour at one stage just because of the wind but yeah I managed to get through um, got past Gordon's Bay past Strand and then um, yeah there was some some difficult uh, let's call it almost ordering a Uber moments <laughs> but that, that was me <laughs> I threw a little tantrum on the side of the highway <laughs> and um, almost wanted to do well I never actually ever wanted to call an Uber but I didn't know I wanted someone to save me and he wasn't being very sympathetic <laughs> so. I, was, I was straight forward said, okay let's order Uber and she said no 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 we can't do that so, okay let's let's go no I don't want to do that okay let's order Uber <laughs> There was a little bit of, of back and forth, but yeah, we went uh, through to Stellenbosch and then I think spirits was high again um, yeah. and, and then we got hit by rain. Um, so then I was in bad spirits because I can't deal with cold, not at all. Um, so <laughs> I was suffering there, um, but we made it and I think it was for us, it was fun. Um, looking back at it now, we can laugh about it, but in that moment it was quite tough. Oh, and then obviously one once it rained, the sunscreen started to go into our eyes. <laughs> oh, yes, it was just, uh, it was a very growth, uh, uh, what's not the right word, a, a, a very bad experience, but a lot of growth in the process. <laughs> and um, 
I think we both stepped away from it with the fact, like Christina said, now we've, we've done the, the kilometers. It took us nine hours. We took it relatively easy, taking a couple of pictures along the way, etc. So I think the mindset is then, and what I wanted to get across to Christine was that at the end of the day, we still do, for argument's sake, 21 kilometers an hour average pace. And we know what our swimming capabilities are and our running capabilities are. Um, finishing the Ironman with the current fitness levels that we have, it, it's definitely not impossible. I'm not saying it's going to be easy, but it's almost like to give yourself a benchmark and from here on you can just move closer to whatever the goal is, 15 hours or whatever we decide uh, our plan is going to be. Um, but yeah, the, the training went well. Um, mm. I, enjoyed, I enjoy running, obviously, so um, I enjoyed uh, Muscle Bay of all the running. We didn't take our bikes with and we only did one sea swim. Um, I don't know what the reason was. I think predominantly because we don't know where the safe water was mm. <laughs> and ended up doing a swim in Santos um, and there at the beach. But um, I think we both did enough to not lose any fitness mm. and, and just maintain while still enjoying the holiday, spending quality time with family and friends and, and not, not letting the family yeah. take the back seat for, for our personal um, ambitions that we have. Because we, we basically had about a two-hour window in the morning between five and seven where we could train. And with the, the tides as well, there's one beach in Mossel Bay that's actually safe to swim in. So if the tides weren't right or whatever the case is, like... Yeah, we're not going to go and swim. So that's why we ended up running most of the time. But it was good. It was a nice block to get I also struggled to, to, have, uh, to do swimming over, over the holidays. It was, mm -hmm. it was ridiculous. The, the weather was shocking. Um, in oh, inverted the rain and stuff, so yeah. there was A lot of rain, a lot of oh. wind. The sea was unswimmable. Um, so the sea wasn't an option. Uh, the swimming pools that we usually use are school swimming pools. And of course they were closed oh, right. um, on holidays. And then the public pools were busy <laughs> because everyone was on holiday. <laughs> so there was no training opportunity there. And then Kings Park Pool, the one proper training center that we've got, I mean, was closed for two and a half weeks for gardens. So I got some training in and then had no access to Kings Park for a long time. So. Swimming was suffering, but um, yeah, I got a lot of riding in, I got a lot of running in, and and interesting. So, you went into some dark places on the bike on your 184 ride. <laughs> I, I, I hit some very dark places on a couple of my runs, and it was interesting because they, they weren't long runs. Um, the one was a 21, so it was a half marathon that I did, and I hit a very dark place there, and um, and I really wanted to bail, and, and I really lost all confidence in my ability to tack on a marathon. I'd, you know, I'd done the swim in the, in the bike at, at Ironman, um, and I had a couple of runs, but it was also, we've had the most incredible heat mm. in the last weeks, so nearly the last month, the most unbelievable heat here in Durban. And, uh, and training through that has been quite a challenge. So, so I don't know, how did you handle your, your dark place? I mean, how did you pull yourself out of, of that place that you were at, Christine, and you, hello? Um, for me, the, the, the one thing that 
like it, I knew that I would actually never call an Uber. Like it it could never be that bad because I've been in worse places before mentally on comrades before and in other training. So it, it, it was horrible to experience that, but it was nowhere near as bad as what I'd already been through and on other races and other experiences. So I kept saying to myself, like I've beaten a bad feeling before I've gotten out of a dark place before. And the one thing that made me carry on was, do you know what, if I'm sitting at home tonight or that moment when you get out of the Uber at home, when you wake up tomorrow morning, that horrible sinking feeling inside your gut is it's, it's going to be much worse than what you feel right now. And this is all temporary, but you'll never forget that feeling like the day after the long ride, when I bailed that feeling, and or the the possibility of feeling that way completely like forced me and and motivated me to keep going. Yeah. So that's what got me out. Yeah, well, yeah. I think we we all, especially if you've done a couple of races and um, you've been training for endurance sport for quite some time, we all know how it feels after you've gone through a, a tough run or a ride or a swim and you you pushed through that almost like sense of satisfaction and like, yes, I didn't give up and you give yourself a pat on the shoulder. So I think that um, does come through your thought process on a continuous basis, depending on where you are um, in, in that hole. Um, I must admit at that stage when it started to rain and I was like um, extremely cold um, and yeah, Christine has experienced how sensitive I am to cold over this uh, festive season. We're never going to go and run in Antarctica or any of these ice, <laughs> ice sort of destination yeah, holidays. No, no, never. <laughs> so yeah, um, with that bike ride when the rain hit and I started to like really get cold, uh, the only thing I imagined, literally, I was visualizing standing in the shower with the tap on hot water and I'm, I was literally feeling that <laughs> They had a hot shower run over me, and um, I just uh, tried to focus on that. And yeah, I think about 10 minutes later, the sun came out, and we started to joke about the whole day. And you you, you end up uh, forgetting about, not forgetting about the tough stuff, but your mind is so busy um, laughing and engaging that um, you don't focus on, on that, mm. that, that pain. You rather focus on, on the glory after it. How, how did you handle your dark place on your run? So, uh, well, I mean, it's, it's, it's a little bit linked to, I think, what both of you have said. I mean, the, the one thing is, for me, I can't bear the thought of letting myself down. So, I mean, I can do it, but I know how terrible that feels the next day. And so, it's not something I'm prepared to do. So... In, in those dark moments, I was not prepared to cut it short because that's always an option. I was not prepared to, to cut it short. I was not prepared to not do the work. That was the first thing. The second thing is I kept reminding myself that uh, <laughs> this is character building. It's a growth <laughs> of <laughs> And I can only say that to myself, right? Because if you say that to somebody else in that moment, you probably get punched. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that, that's why when, when she was going through a dark place, I was making sure I'm at least five meters away chirping. <laughs> I, wasn't, <laughs> I wasn't standing arm lengths away. 
And in a very public place. So if I hit him, like I would be the one at fault. So, and everyone would no, see no. that. There'd be witnesses. <laughs> <laughs> and she didn't threaten you with a couch once. <laughs> uh, so, I mean, but, but, but also, I treated it as a growth, as a learning opportunity because, so, so what I learned was, what I kept saying to myself is, it's not so bad because in Ironman, they tell us we must walk. Mm. And, and in all of my training runs, I just run. I, I just start and I get to the finish. Um, I don't carry water. I don't, so I really push my limits. And, and so part of the growth is, is I keep saying to myself, well, but at Ironman, you'll have water tables, you'll have opportunity to walk. They tell you to walk the hills. They tell you. So there was that in the back of my head. And then I switched that around. And, and so on Saturday, this past Saturday, when we ran this 25, and it was literally 12 kilometers of steep uphill, and then turning around and then coming back down those 12 kilometers. So it was, I, I used that opportunity to, to do it right. So I walked the water table. So five meters before the water tables, stop running, I'd walk to the water table, I'd get water, I would pause for a moment, drop my cup in the bin, and then start moving again, and, and gradually build my pace back up. And I found that that refreshed my legs a lot more. And I didn't go into that dark place on, on Saturday. And uh, mm -hmm. so I used the dark place to remind myself of what I need to do differently in the race. And, and now I'm starting to practice that. And and that was good for me because it's, it's, it's forced me to run more sensibly. And that's important to recognize that like we all took on um, full Ironman knowing that it's not a sprint triathlon. It, it, it is a race that is supposed to test your endurance and challenge your endurance. It's n you're not, unless you are possibly a, a professional athlete, none of us are going in there redlining this event. So uh, the, the types of training that we're doing are going to be a lot more endurance focused as opposed to sprints and high intensity type of workout. So the more we can simulate that exactly like you're saying in our training sessions, the more we start visualizing that and can actually execute it on, on race day the way we've done already in our training. Yeah, 100%. And I, I mean, and, and the fun thing I want to say is, is, is just linked to what Gerard was saying, you know, like 10 minutes later, the sun came out and everything was lacquer on the ride. So what I found is, is very often I came off those runs, those, you know, those dark places, and it usually only happens on the bar, uh, when I'm running. Not so much on my swim and not so much on my ride, but so I'll come off that run and I'll feel terrible, feel crap. I will be glad the run is over and I'll be emotionally and psychologically in, in, a, in, a, in a really low place. And, and then I'll recover and, and then I just have a look at my program and, and, and the next run, perhaps the next day, will be a shorter run, it'll be different. And in that next day, suddenly, it's like you were saying, the sun comes up, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, it's a short run, maybe it's a 10K or, or, or maybe it's a whatever. And, 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 and because it's a short run or it's an easy jog and I'm not having to push my pace and I can relax into it, I suddenly enjoy it again. And then I'm reminded 
of how it's okay. Mm. And then it puts the run from the day before in a, in, in a different context. Yeah. So then I'm okay with it. And yeah. I take it away as a learning and, and a bit of character building. <laughs> yeah, and you, you need those. And what I also, I mean, it, it might not be the same for other people, but over this festive season, there were some family members that were quite interested in all the stuff that we are doing, not just from a training perspective, but also from a, a eating or nutrition perspective. Yeah. And um, there, there's a couple of them that have now almost like taken on some New Year's resolutions, etc. And then after New Year's, the WhatsApp started to come through, which which training app should I download, etc. And I suggested Strava, not just for the sake of tracking what you've done and how far you've come, if you're now serious and six months later you want to see how you started. But what I like about Strava is almost like a social active community that you grow. And sometimes when I'm in those dark places, especially with a run, because um, usually my runs is, for argument's sake, an hour and 12 minutes and 50 seconds out. Literally to the second I turn around, I come back and that's my, my two and a half hour run. And, and I won't log a Strava, which shows that I stopped somewhere halfway and I don't know. And, and it's not to be vain or I don't know what's the right English ex- expression. It's not that I'm worried about what other people think about me. It's just everybody that's there uh, almost like in a very supportive way maybe just liking the activity you almost like feel like you're accountable to to not just submit slack if you've got a coach obviously you you feel a little bit obliged to your coach to listen yeah you need to um, follow your training program but maybe it's just your coach and your couple of your training mates but if you've got a good strava social following and it's family and friends that's connected you also feel i don't know i feel a little bit accountable to if I'm saying I'm going to do 180 kilometer ride, I'm, I'm going to do it because I'm, there's people that's um, supporting me indirectly to do it. So that's also a nice, yeah. way, especially for newbies to say, yes, guys, I'm going to try and run 5Ks every Saturday for a park run. Follow me on Strava, support me. I'll post some pictures. Then, then when you want to wake up that morning and you want to sleep further, you might say, yes, you know what, there's 10 people I know that's waiting for that post to come through because they want to congratulate me. It might be another way of motivating yourself to, to get through those dark spots. Yeah. No, definitely. I, I, the accountability of the group is, is awesome. Yeah. I mean, so Strava, I get that from Strava, and also I love the fact that we have a training squad and, uh, in our WhatsApp group. If one of us, and I'm never that person, just, just bring it up there. But if one of us doesn't show up for a session, it gets very noisy in the WhatsApp group. <laughs> Not very polite. <laughs> yeah, I, I think it, everybody needs so much. They need all the support that they can get. So if it's a what, if it's a WhatsApp group and Strava and Facebook yeah. and whatever else you need to do it, and then also don't be afraid of saying yes um like what we are doing now yes i had a tough run i had a tough ride um because i think just talking about it and hearing that other people go through the same thing um also helps you to that's also what i do sometimes is i keep on telling myself remember the other million times you went through this and you got to the other side you were like so glad that you actually did it just focus on that Uh, that also helps to to get through it yeah 100 percent so that was all the dark stuff. What was your favorite uh, session? 
yesterday. <laughs> I, I, had a, I had an awesome swim yesterday. It was just, um, you know, the water was nice. Um, it was just, just perfect. Um, uh, the water was like 20 degrees in Gordon's Bay. So with a wetsuit on, that was like heaven for me. Um, and uh, yeah, just just felt great. Um, literally nothing went wrong. Christine didn't scare me in the water, acting like a jellyfish or something. I did that last time. That's why he's bringing it up. <laughs> he was coming in for a swim in Gordon's Bay, and he like I swam out to him, but he didn't see me. And he was swimming back, and I brushed my hand all the way down the side of his body. And he kept swimming. So then I like grabbed his leg <laughs> and then he turned around and nearly like decked me. So. <laughs> I was like, this jellyfish is not going to eat me today. <laughs> you hit this jellyfish in the face. <laughs> <laughs> I was ready to talk about your, uh, your, 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 your aggression, your, 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 uh... <laughs> I think we need to do some couples counseling. <laughs> okay, performance coach, let's do this. <laughs> My wife is the, is the relationship coach. <laughs> oh, yes, I must remember that. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, no, for me, it was this one, yeah. And I, I must uh, admit, yeah. the, the, the swimming has become um, definitely my second second favorite discipline. Um, it's not that I don't enjoy the bike. Um, it's just, uh, yeah, I don't know, there's something just with the water. And um, what was also nice about yesterday, there was a little bit of a bit of visibility. So um, I could see a little bit of what's happening underneath the water, etc. Um, but yeah, so for me, it was definitely the swim yesterday. I know you ran your furthest that you've ever ran in the Renzo as well. I don't know how good the yeah. run was, but... I had, so I had three highlights. The one was not just completing the 180k bike ride, but I used as a test for other things. So I did not have any sore bits at all. Like the only thing that got a little bit irritating at the end was my one of my, my small toes cramped slightly at about 165k's in. But other than that, nothing was aching or painful or anything. So that was something really, like really, really, um, positive to take out of that bike ride and um yeah I, i'm not gonna get um tri bars for my bike i've decided so okay. i rode without them and for what i want to achieve in ironman like i would rather i'd rather just focus on getting fitter on the bike right now than try and have yeah. to adapt now to another style of riding for the next 70 something days so that that i yeah. took out of the bike ride then I did, the swim yesterday was also amazing. I absolutely loved it and it was fantastic to be out there. I, I hate my wetsuit, so I never wore it, but it was 20 degrees, so it was fine. Um, I don't hate my actual wetsuits. Like, I love my wetsuit and it looks really cool. And the service from the guy that I bought it from was <laughs> awesome. But I just, I don't like wearing a wetsuit. So I did it without. And then, yeah, I also did my longest um, run in like the last four years, actually or the last three years, my longest run ever, I did two hours, because the way I train is I run hours, I don't do kilometers, so uh, my next run will be two and a half hours, and then my next run three, so that's how I did it, but I had a really good run on Monday last week at a very comfortable pace, S similar to you, 
every one kilometer I walked for 10 seconds and that's how I did my entire run stopped had something to eat something that I will eat and practice in all my long runs so yeah it was a really 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 those three were the highlights of my of my month or the last sort of month that I took away and you I uh so similar to you actually on our ride on Saturday which was only 128 kilometers <laughs> not 130 125. <laughs> <laughs> was supposed to be four hours 45 and it ended up being four hours 53. <laughs> so no round numbers there. Um, but on the ride, I realized that I have the fitness and the conditioning to ride 180 kilometers at my goal pace. Mm. So that was such a nice moment for me when I realized so after the 128 kilometers, I realized if I needed to tack on another 55, whatever it is, kilometers um, to, run, to ride an Ironman distance, I could have done that and I could have kept that pace up and all was fine. Um, I mean, the heat was rough and, and, mm. and I was exhausted from that, but, but not from the riding. Um, so that was really cool. Um, plus, I've been really playing around with nutrition and being better with my nutrition and and learned some interesting lessons along the way. And, um, and I'm feeling like I'm getting my nutrition right. So I've also started playing with the products that they make available on the Ironman route mm. so that I can get my system accustomed to them um, and, and use them so that I have to carry less. And, and so it's becoming a lot leaner and a lot more focused, and I'm loving that. And... Um, what was my other highlight? Yeah, I'm, I'm so happy with the way my running has progressed. It's just, it just keeps making me very happy. I can so, see that. Every I'm, time we talk to you, you're a happier runner. <laughs> yeah, it's just, it's coming to, I mean, hitting 25 kilometers, it's not a, it is a big distance, but it's, you know, if you're an ultra runner or you're a marathon runner, 25 is not a huge deal. But for me, it's a huge deal. So it's the furthest I've ever run, and uh, and I did that on Saturday, and I'm really, really happy. And it was a tough road. It was a tough route. Mm. So I'm very happy with that. Well done. Thank you. Yeah, so I'm, I'm, I'm encouraged. I'm, I'm really starting to see the light at the end of the tunnel, and it's not a freight train. You know, what I'm enjoying about this conversation, it actually just hit me now, is that... Um, if we go back to our podcast before we all went on holidays, the, the almost like message that we tried to put across is let's not now lose momentum. And I think all three of us managed to, with some difficulties here and there, um, get to the other side of the festive season, still in strong spirits, actually better in certain disciplines than what we were before the festive season started. And I, I think that's how you want to uh, be, or the state of mind you want to be in 75 days before Ironman, um, having spent three weeks not doing anything, partying the whole time and, and prying, um, I think yeah. it, it would have been a different conversation <laughs> today <laughs> than what it, what it actually is. Now, I, I actually, I'm seeing a couple of guys in our squad in that in that situation. Yeah. And, uh, it, it's tough to get out from there. 
I think the most difficult thing that I didn't mention for us in the festive season was trying to find uh, plant-based products to eat <laughs> in, in Mossel Bay. It's like... <laughs> There's one vegan restaurant there, but we never made it to her. So <laughs> apart from that, it was quite hard. So we lived on a lot of vegetarian pizza. Vegetarian <laughs> pizza. Yeah, we managed to pull through. <laughs> So I, it's interesting. I mean, so I love I love cooking, and uh, that's my Italian background. And and, um, and so I, I was telling you guys uh, offline that that I'm, we're eating more vegetarian days in in our diet here and in our family. And um, so we haven't gone in the same direction as you, but but I'm loving looking up vegetarian recipes and uh, and and. and and cutting out the meat products, and uh, and and, uh, and I've and for January I've, I've cut dairy, sugar, gluten my diet, and sure. uh, not just for January. It's, it's for six weeks leading up to Ironman. Because mm. um, I really want to get my uh, I think I said this to you. My my uh, what's it? My what's per kilogram uh, at, a, at a very very high level or the highest it can be. <laughs> so. So I want to cut down fat, and, and 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 I'm cutting these these things out of my diet, and playing with vegetables, and and just cooking vegetables, and doing everything from scratch has, has been really cool. It's amazing um, the color so, that, that adds to your plate as well. Oh yes, massive. Which is fun, right? Yeah. Yeah, there's, there's a lot of options. Uh, people usually ask, okay, so what do you guys actually then eat? Because people think it's just like, a, I don't know, a very bland baby marrow on your plate. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, there's, there's, yeah. <laughs> but there's, there's really a lot of options. And yeah, it's, it's amazing all the million products that's all of a sudden coming out. Yeah, I'm just looking at our pot here and we've got nectarines that are going in the salad. We've got fake meat-free Chicken strips, potato salad, peppers, co like cabbage, sweet peppers. Okay, stop it now. Mushrooms, man. onions. Yeah, so there's yeah, there's like lots of different cool stuff going in there. It's dinner time, and you're making me very hungry now. <laughs> That's the other thing that I've taken away from December is that I'm like I'm always hungry at the moment, but hungry for nutritious stuff. Like, I really want, like, the health focus on my nutrition is also quite similar to yours. And Kharat's just eating his way through <laughs> January. Got, so. Through rice cakes and, and, and crumbs that you leave him behind. Yeah, like, luckily, she didn't post anything about the box of Oreos I ate. <laughs> Wait, I've got, the, I've got the empty box somewhere here. <laughs> I, I, left, I left two for her. Yeah, yeah. The thing is, is that there's fire evidence on Facebook of that little thing that went on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Christina, the mouthful of Oreos. Yes. <laughs> oh, good stuff. So where to from here? Yeah, I think uh, from my side, it's it's uh, keeping this momentum. Um, and making sure I've got a little bit of a niggle in my right foot, which I'm getting sorted out on, on Friday with some strapping. Um, but I think we are now in the what, the red zone. We'll be going for, for the starting line now. I think it's important to just stay focused, um, not overexert yourself unnecessarily, but keep uh, just 
expanding that horizon on the uncomfortableness um, mm. and yeah and then also start getting stuff in place like booking your accommodation and making sure of those stuff is is uh, checked and uh, and yeah mm. stay in the right spirits. yeah i think just yeah keep for me like my goal now is to just it's workout by workout every week there's stuff that needs to get done and it's just about getting it done and getting it done smartly recovering from that finding some balance not obsessing with the next 75 days um, yeah. but focusing on them if that makes sense just to keep some sanity um, and make sure i'm getting enough sleep mm. my my nemesis trying to get enough sleep i know i was going to ask uh, how's that going and so i've been tracking that it's very interesting over the last week I've only had three days where I've hit my sleep target. Sure. Um, but there's a, I, I, I was gifted a, um, a product by my, my eldest son for my birthday, um, which I'll talk about maybe on our next podcast. Hopefully I'll have it by then. Okay. Because it should be And uh, it's very interesting. So it takes all of the metrics that, that we typically use when we use our, uh, our heart rate monitors and it, uh, it takes all of the data that, that these, these devices don't track, um, the heart rate variability and all of the data between our heartbeats in terms of recovery, in terms of rest, in terms of quality of sleep and all of that type of thing. And it goes very deep into the analytics of that. Um, Your son lives uh, in Holland, hey? No. Yes, he does. He does. Yeah, I was going to say, when you said from your eldest son and he's gifted you something and I thought, well, maybe he sent over some illegal substances to help you sleep from Amsterdam. Yeah. <laughs> no, we're allowed to grow that at home now, so it's fine. It's legal in South Africa. <laughs> A different type of far bar. <laughs> different type of far bar, then completely. But yeah, once, you, once you've used that, it'll be awesome... Yeah, to let us know and we can chat a bit about like what your insights have been for yourself out of that yeah. information. Yeah. My focus between now for the so seventy five days, right? That's that's ten weeks and some change, including the taper, is to start believing. Mm. Visualizing. It's, you know, it's kind of we we've been putting in the work for a long time and we're dialing in the nutrition and we're eating healthy and we can ride 183Ks or 184Ks and we, and we can uh, we can run 25s and, 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 and add a push a marathon and all of that. But it's now believing that I, on the day I can I can string it all together and then do the performance that I've set, the goal that I've set for myself. Mm. I have to keep reminding myself. Yeah. And I'm, something that we do quite often, and I would encourage listeners that's on the same route or, or path that we are on, even if you're not, um, is to look at, uh, even in the background, letting YouTube video clips play of people finishing Iron Man. It's just, it, it's <coughs> awesome to see it. Um, We're going to watch James Newbury tonight or tomorrow night, so the CrossFit guy. So, yeah. as an example, like yeah. those inspiring people and even just ordinary people. Yeah, it helps you to visualize yourself uh, going through that dark place that the guy on the screen is going through and crossing the finish line. And um, it's, it's quite a, a unique method that, that definitely does assist you. Yeah. Quest for Kona, have you been watching that? Uh, is, is there a new one? Or is it the one that's been out for a while? 
So they do every year. So they've got five new athletes for the 2019. Oh, I haven't seen um, it. Obviously, it's, it's all past now, but they've yeah. just released it. Oh, um, cool. Okay, awesome. Yeah, I'll check out them. Someone that contacted me about accommodation, actually, his son is vying for a place um, at Kona and he wanted to stay with us. Someone else has booked the room, but um, he's going for, yeah, like a four and a half hour bike ride, sub three marathon. Like, yo, that's hectic, eh? So, yeah. One day when I grow up. <laughs> <laughs> One day when I'm big. Next year, 2021, Renzo. <laughs> no, let's see. Let's see what we do this year. Yeah, we have to start somewhere. No, exactly. Cool. So we go forth and conquer now. Absolutely. Absolutely. So have a have a fantastic weekend and thanks uh, thanks for an awesome chat. Awesome. Cheers guys. Cheers.